0: Heiko Waititi's Star Wars, someone will say fuck.
1: <laughs> Start your subway engines, it's time for Rupe Padres, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome to our Padme episode. Uh, my name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. And my gender this week is Korsh Panaka. That is it. That is the whole gender. That's no, because... so powerful.
0: And truer words have never been spoken. I
1: will say I was obsessed with him as a child. He was one of my many... <sighs> I think he might have been my first club shido. Baby's first club shido. Baby's first Aww. club shido. Baby's first club shido. That was cursed.
0: Okay, sorry. I'm not allowed to have fucking fun on this podcast.
1: <laughs> I just realized, um, Claudia, you are just third wheeling art. Oh my god, you're just like sabe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Because you know what? You know what's so cruel and unusual about that? Ollie, that would mean you are Padme, and I am fucking Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I'm sorry about mm-hmm. that. Actually, Ollie, I
0: feel like if Claudia was trying to impersonate one of us, I feel like I know which one she would have better luck at. <laughs> <laughs> the height difference, I think, might throw pe- might make mm. people be like, mm, I know which one of you is actually <laughs> well but... going. I have brought peace. Freedom. Freedom. Uh, and okay, the way that's... that Noah is Obi Wan,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just. Jess- jess is um our two because jess wants to kill all that is true they do choose violence (laughs) and also the most
2: capable one although sabe is very capable and a girl boss so that's not an insult at all actually
0: well, you're (laughs) capable and a girl boss claudia most of the time my name is ollie i use any pronouns you can find me on social media at ollie fresh it's fresh with ph and my gender this week is aoc going around capitol hill stopping gangsters um, because that is basically what Padme is doing in the Clone Wars. Like Padme, imagine like a real life politician being like, whoa, I just saw like I just saw Bernie Sanders and AOC with like like just fighting some dudes in the street. That is the equivalent of Padme and Bale in the Clone Wars.
1: I, I the Senate murders episode, except for it's Bernie Sanders and AOC. Stop. Exactly. That also, is what I'm saying. Padme would wear a Tax the Rich dress to the Met Gala. I really can't <laughs> with that. Unfortunately,
0: she would. Actually, to be fair, I,
2: I think she'd have better fashion than that dress.
0: <laughs> but but it would still say Tax the Rich,
1: unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it, would. it would. So wait, are we saying that B- Bail Organa is Bernie Sanders in I think <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> Feel the burn? Except for it's Alderaan because it's got destroyed it's- in a passion? No! I like I okay bail okay bail the
0: bail bail organa bail organa don't bail out.
1: That's that's his campaign slogan. Mm. Don't uh, you're done. Okay, you're done. is bail for bail reform?
2: Obviously, yeah. Sway. Anyway, bail yeah. Organa,
0: bail He's, organa says
2: <laughs> bail like, for- we don't have bail on 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 fucking alderaan what the fuck are you people doing in the rest of the galaxy he
0: said we don't have a prison industrial complex on alderaan
2: and tarkin said you're done (laughs) i'm claudia Uh, my pronouns are she her you can find me on social media at kaludia says k-a-l-u-d-i-a says um my gender of the week it is a spoiler for queen's hope which will be we will be discussing today so spoilers ahead trans ally anakin skywalker (laughs) Um, quite possibly, I did listen to this scene on a plane, and then as I was exiting the plane, or like, or or maybe it was as I was getting on the plane, I believe, um, and I had to explain to my trans partner why I was laughing so hard, because I had just heard Anakin's, I was listening to the audiobook, I had just heard uh, Anakin Skywalker say the phrase, (laughs) exactly does he say he says like he says um uh well the jedi are all about transcending things so gender doesn't seem that far out uh, out of bounds or something and i was like oh he sounds like your favorite straight boy who's very confused <laughs> how
1: would you
0: feel how would you feel if i told you i don't know how this would ever work considering what we know T for T, Annie Dalla.
2: Absolutely. So true. That Absolutely. is my
0: headcanon. Once again, not entirely sure vis-a-vis the whole surprise pregnancy thing, but I don't care.
2: You know, it's Star Wars. Literally anything can happen.
0: And that is my re- my rationale.
2: I-, I think that's very I think that's very awesome, Slay. Um yeah, that's uh egg Anakin Skywalker being like, yeah, I support trans rights. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um he said, "Everyone I know
0: is transgender."
2: It's it, and also that scene is very funny because Sister, who's the new trans clone, is standing there, and also Obi Wan and Cody. Um, so, so, in that scene, we do have the full um, I do, I do believe that Sister is a lesbian. I've decided that we have the full LGBT in that one scene.
1: Welcome to our Padme Amidala episode. Um, we're gonna go over her life, her times. The time that occurs after her, which is, I don't know, two trilogies <laughs> and some change. Yeah, let's get
0: into it. I think one of the scenes that I remember the most of my childhood, of like my first interactions with Star Wars, um, were the arena seeds from Attack of the Clones. I'm like, unfortunately, I do think that two things happen. One, I saw Obi-Wan's general vibe and I was like, I think that I want my gender to be whatever he is. And then I saw Padme climb up that pole and be a girl boss and I was like and I am in love with her so that was like my there was a lot going on in that movie for me specifically
2: yeah um that was also the movie for me um if you ask me from the ages of I don't know seven to 12 and past that probably frankly like who was my celebrity crush before it was Taylor Lautner it was it was Daniel Radcliffe and it was Hayden Christensen and like those were the things and I also was just like really obsessed with the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and like now I look back on it and I'm like oh that's because I was gay and I really liked Padme too but that yeah there's that one scene in that one scene and I was just like wow I've, I'm very obsessed with him um, Anakin Skywalker um, it wasn't like him as a character I don't know I don't really remember much about being a kid but I just thought I liked him very much and I also liked Obi Wan very much. And then I could not stop thinking about. Uh, now I look back and I go, hmm, I could not stop thinking about Padme. So that whole scene that um, it just creates bisexuality in uh, Attack of the Clones. I really do believe that uh, in my heart of hearts. And then, of course, they go into the scene where she's wearing like that slutty outfit to be like, Anakin, no, we can't be together. And you're like, girl, you knew what you were doing. Like that had a real impact on me as a child. Um, Too bad it took so long for me to realize I liked women, so.
0: I think, (laughs) unfortunately, every Padme look in that movie, I'm like, unfortunately, there's a lot of things that I should have realized earlier based solely on vis-a-vis Padme looks in that movie.
1: Well, now I need a comment. Well, if you need to know about origin for me, my white people facial blindness began in Attack not Attack of the Clones. In The Phantom Menace, when I really, the, the Keira Knightley, Natalie Portman switch, it It beat my ass until I was about, I would say, 19 years old. Um. (laughs) To, To be fair, to be fair to you, I had seen those
2: movies many times. I had forced people to watch them at my birthday parties, whatever. It did take until I was about maybe 22 years old for me to realize like the actual plot of the phantom menace and when they switch and like which one is which and oh my god that is clear and like so like it it's not you're not crazy like it it truly I never understood it and I very much enjoyed this
1: and I and and thought I liked it so I mean yeah I would also just say that like it it was outside of Star Wars too there was a very long time where I thought I thought Natalie Portman was in Pirates of the Caribbean um, and if you tell me right That's now that talent. she is, I'm gonna jump off of a boat. I think <laughs> we, the ocean. we all start gaslighting Mel.
0: <laughs> jump off a boat, just like in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like
2: Pirates of the Caribbean. I was, no, just like our flag means. Oh man, you guys are our no. flag.
0: Okay, is 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 Kira Knightley in Our Flag Means Death? Quickly, and when can we get her in it?
2: That would actually be so powerful if we got her. Listen, and
0: Bonnie fan cast. Exactly. Let's go.
2: Anyway, uh, like also Orlando Bloom, I feel like should also
0: (laughs) get him out of here.
1: It would be very funny if they were just in it randomly. Speaking of the Phantom Menace, let's talk about Padme Origins.
0: Yes. Teenager with a gun. Let's go. Her running around giving people orders in that scene, like that shit was crazy. I'm like, you were the most competent person ever and i'm obsessed with your mind
1: so lord drop about padme she's been doing like senatorial work since she was like eight years old which isn't like weird for for naboo they have a weird standard of when you decide to specialize in something i would say i would argue maybe it is too young because i don't think you have hit puberty yet when you're supposed to choose your life path, (laughs) and that feels a little intense but Padme is like four. She gets elected as to be queen. Is she twelve or fourteen? She's fourteen. I okay. Because isn't Anakin twelve when they meet or ten? Ten.
2: No,
0: Anakin's ten, and she's fourteen. But I don't think that that's when she was elected. She was already the queen. It, but it's not too
2: long into yeah, her. Yeah, it's like within the within. The, it's like. Padme year. is no good, very bad year.
1: Yeah, she's like, oh my god, I have all these new best friends and then there's a war and one of my 12-year-old little besties is getting tortured right now. Eh.
2: Okay, Ollie in the chat just said this is a lot like honesty weft. Oh, my it's God. It's true. Like, it's
0: like poetry rhymes. No, I mean, I don't know. Now, every time I'm like, every time I see something where it's like the children must choose their career to be schooled on when they're young, I'm like, this is either just
1: like Honesty Weft or The Giver. <laughs> um, also, the i also I Okay, not Divergent Honesty Weft. He... <laughs> no! I don't know anything about
0: Divergent, but Honesty Weft with those stupid little bird tattoos is very exactly. funny to me. You're
1: done. He is beating Theo James's ass. He's saying, he... good night. Get away from me. I'm very disappointed
2: because, you know, I'm a High Republic stan and uh, a little bit of a spoiler for Queen's Hope. There were a couple High Republic references A. K. Johnson did say on Twitter, like she was writing this book, like right after phase, uh, wave one of phase one came out. So she had read some of it when it had come out. So obviously like she couldn't reference everything. I do very much wish we had gotten the like young Padme was... Uh, young Padme was a big fan of Lena So. Um, there's been all these like theories and stuff of people being like, "Oh, I wish like she had modeled some of her outfits after like Lena So." Or like, you know, it, we were joking earlier about how uh, Padme is like a a model UN girly. Like, it, like she. I mean, I mean, canonically she is. Like, she was in like young legislators and whatever. But like, she's a model UN girly. Like, you know that all the like oh speech and debate girlies, and they were all like really obsessed with Lena So and they were like in a hamilton stand sort of way oh my god
1: (laughs)
0: no because now you have just invoked the idea that the high republic is to hamilton like it is hamilton of the star wars universe um to which i will no 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 because listen here's the thing i have spoken about this on the podcast before and that i think that it would be extremely funny this is where Myth Manuel Miranda came from, in which Thrawn is the Lin Manuel Miranda of Star Wars, and he is writing a star. Uh, he is writing man, man, a, a Coruscant musical. Wait,
2: that actually would make a lot of sense because Ezra, uh, um, canonically did see all of Star Wars when he looked into the holocron, and they like have nothing to talk <laughs> about Ezra and Thrawn. So then Thrawn, um, from what Ezra tells him about the entire story of Star Wars, he does write. Um, a very stupid little musical.
0: Uh. This is this is just like Lin Manuel Miranda going on vacation and reading the Ron No Hamilton book. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to and, everyone
1: listening. Did I nobody can't... did nobody address when I said Miku Binder still in
0: No, because that's actually true. That's, that's actually, actually true. canon.
1: I talked to Kevin Scott. He said it's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say is I don't like the idea of at Star Wars celebration they do. Announced that Thrawn is going to be played by one Lin Manuel Miranda.
2: Please, you have to, you have to stop saying that, or else you'll manifest him being in Star Wars. He was already okay. in his Dark Materials. You can't. He's but already in Star Wars. Okay, he composed a song. No, he's what? in it. In- you hear like him. Skywalker. He played like a little glup shit out. They could bring
0: him back. Okay. I, I no. That's Thrawn. Need to, to be silent. He should play. Pa- he should play Padme's nephew.
1: No, please. I can't Borgie. do this. Not boring. <laughs>
0: Okay, Corky Krees, played by Lin-Manuel Miranda in Kenobi. We
1: can't keep- Anyways, we have to get back to Padme. This is horrifying. (laughs) Anyways. Um, yeah, anyways. Padme is elected to be queen, um, because hashtag democracy, um, at age, like, 14. Korsh Panaka immediately is like, okay, well, I gotta- I gotta get this shit going. You need some handmaidens. You need some- you need a plan um and so he creates for, the girl boss Avengers
2: for those listening this is the plot of queen's peril um we are now getting into the plot of queen's peril which is like how she became queen and what happened during the phantom menace um which is technically the second book to have come out um anyways continue mel
1: yes um yeah so Course Panaka goes and he finds oh god, how many handmaidens are there? Oh this is like asking somebody to name all of the Winx Club, kind
2: of. And you have to like name all their powers. Oh F. Um I don't know, because there's Sabe? The, there's the original ones and then there's the new ones. You know what I mean?
0: Speaking uh, of new ha- handmaidens, when is Doja gonna get mentioned? Yeah, so Duja oh from true. Thrawn Alliance is where is she?
2: We'll, we'll get there. So it's, it's we'll, Sabe, we'll get there. Yane, Sashay, Rabe, Rabe, a missing one.
1: Yeah, I feel like there are five of them.
2: Well, there's Padme,
1: who's the fifth one. Yeah. But is there only four? <laughs> She's the fifth beetle. <laughs> Stop <laughs> making fifth beetle jokes. It's quite dark, okay. I feel. Here's who are the
0: fifth beetles Obi-Wan, Padme. Padme.
1: <laughs> okay. So there's Irte, Rabe, Sabe, Sache, and Yane. Erte. Yes. Okay. Irte. Okay. And I believe Irte is the one who ends up going um to hang out to Otogunga to um, pursue art. So true. Yeah, she's it's the life. only one who actually does go into art.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so a cool thing about these books, for those who haven't read them, is they give us a lot about like Nabu culture. And a big thing of Naboo culture, other than being like, yeah, you got to get into a career fast, at least if it's in politics, is that they're very like big on, instead of being a woman in STEM, they are about the arts, which is so, that's so very Yasin Slay um they're about art the arts a lot and so and um, there's a lot of state
1: funding for the arts and
2: you're like you know what oh for civics education and for the arts and you're like you know what that's very it's
1: very good i will um, fight that your is a woman in steam
0: okay correct okay. it is steam now for those of you who don't know <laughs> federally it is steam Slay. it is for the arts well,
2: okay so let's go over the girl boss avengers powers each one you know what they're more like totally spies because they don't have supernatural powers so
0: <laughs> sorry you, you have posited now that the avengers powers are all supernatural which is very funny <laughs> to okay. me because the idea Not of all of them are you yeah. know i you know iron man's suit yeah, that came actually, from aliens that shit was yeah. crazy yeah
2: actually sabe is iron man <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Get
0: the Tony Starkification. No way. You know what though? If if Tony Stark was played by Kira Knightley, maybe I would like him.
1: So true. Okay. So like I said, Irte um is into arts and to some lesser extent like engineering. Rabe, um, is a little girl boss. She um is like they're kind of like tech type person um she's a little sneaky and um like good at forgery sabe she's the tap 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 i'm in yeah exactly um sabe is the i'm good at being in second place well she's she's the shadow like so
2: technically queen shadow comes out first and she's the shadow because they all have to learn how to be the queen and be the double but she clearly looks the most like padme and also. Actually, she's the best at acting. Is really the biggest thing. Like, she's the one who develops like the voice and teaches the other. She's the project manager. She's the director and the actor. Like, she's director, actor, producer. Like, she's she's the she's the she's the best at being the actual double. Um, and she kind of figures out the system with Padme. Um, so she's like, oh my god, not the Thrawn and Eli
1: parallels. (laughs)
0: You can't I can't keep making it about them you it's it okay, you can't but
1: would Sabe and Eli not get along um I feel like they would get along um that being said I think Sabe would also start to think that Eli Vanto is annoying she'd be like I think Sabe and Aralani I think um oh Sage, they would really get along yeah Sage Syndua um over at Fulcrum Transmissions posited this that Aralani and Sabe or Should kiss on the mouth. Should kiss on the mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Well so I mean powerful.
2: Arlani does love does love a powerful a powerful and funny woman. We know this. Exactly. Shout out to Woodrow. But, yeah. um, I, but I I think she would, they would be friends with Eli simply because of LGBT solidarity. So true. <laughs> i like,
1: mean, oh, uh, this little gay boy. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean Eli already hangs out with a bunch of gay women. I think that I think that would be very. She said
1: he needs a friend to get
0: him out of the empire to get him away from the military because it's maybe not his bag.
1: Eli's also a part of Crimson Dawn. <laughs> Eli Banto and Kira interacting is so funny to me. That would be so She would
0: call him a homophobic slur. I'm sorry. <gasps>
1: no! Kira's no! like, are you-, are you oh, Wait, what is her accent even? Is she British? Are you a fruit? Are you he? I am he. Next point of interest- <laughs> another club um, um Sache is um she's a little girl boss she is the 12 year old who gets tortured um and then she later becomes a politician she's also gay she's and also in love- played by Sofia Coppola in the movie which I did forget I forgot about that <laughs> I did forget she's played by Sophia Coppola. <laughs> um, anyway, she's a girl boss. She becomes um, a um, legislative, like something in legislature. I can't remember what she does. She becomes like a Naboo, like basically
2: being like a state senator. She becomes like yeah. a, a Naboo planet, like planetary legislature. Uh, the equivalent of a state senator. If a whole planet was a state and the United States was the galaxy, I guess. So
1: true. So she enters politics, um, and she also, um, gets married, uh, to the last, um, handmaiden that we'll be talking about, um, Yane, who, um, I'm trying to remember what... She's the seamstress. She's the seamstress, um, and her and Sache raise children together. Very slay, very fun. Sache also is the, the handmaiden that got hella tortured, um, during the invasion of Naboo. Um, but she's not a snitch, so she didn't say anything. She's also the youngest, I believe. She was, like, two years younger than the rest of them.
2: Yeah, so she's the one who kind of, like, she couldn't really double for Padme as much, so she had to do other shit. Uh, she was kind of, also kind of the brains situation. That's why she goes into politics, whatever. Like, she's kind of, she's kind of entering her Thrawn era. She's kind of the strategy one, um, and she's, like, the younger one. Uh, she does get tortured, um, and she's also the one who, when she gets her first period, they have the most awkward, horrible, like, thing happen to her, and it is very funny, and it is how we discover how periods are dealt with in Star Wars, so
1: shout out to her, you know? Minute sleigh, I fear. Um, so yeah, basically, um, this group of boss Avengers is assembled by Korsh Panaka, who is that gentleman in you know the phantom menace and then we never really see him again he is very tight with padme and then there are some like political things that happen kind of later in life that um really put them uh at, at each other's not throats but at like the en- different ends of i feel like it's very discussions.
2: Um, i feel like it their their conflict is, is very like big foreshadowing for like the the big problems in the clone wars which is basically that like he, his whole thing—he's—he's he's, he's very overprotective of Padme, but he's very overprotective of Naboo, and he feels like they should arm up, basically. And Padme's like, "Absolutely fucking mutely not." And that kind of parallels how they're like, "We should create more clones," and she's like, "Absolutely not." Um, <laughs> and
1: it's a big thing. And then uh, he does get killed by Sagarera. <laughs> he does get killed by Sagarera, but he's also manipulated by Palpatine. Much to think about. Yeah, um,
2: which we see pretty directly in
1: in Queen's Hope, and yeah,
2: hurts me very much.
1: I know he had a, he was very like villain. He was giving very vil- much so villain, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Stop! Put it away! Put it away! Yeah, I, know. I
2: mean, it, I mean, it's his story is actually really sad. So this is why I always tell people: I think you should read Leia, Princess of Alderaan, um, as well when you're reading these books because it pairs well because he shows up because when the Empire comes, he becomes a. Imperial Moff or no he's just an imperial governor of the of Naboo or of the Naboo system and that's because he's like oh yeah like and to be fair like palpatine is the big the senior senator from Naboo and he's like he's had a re- much like Padme he has had a relationship with him for quite some time and uh yeah he becomes the governor of the system and like he's pretty he's pretty benevolent obviously he he loves the the system or whatever but obviously he is put in power cuz he has different ideas and then uh they do have Sagarera kill him. And that's. I know E.K. Johnston has famously said that she did not love that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just. That was not an E.K. Johnston decision. I've seen a lot of people be like, why would she do this? It doesn't make sense with who he is and like any of the other stuff in the books. It's like, well, horrible news. That decision was not on her.
2: Anyway, of course, Banaka,
1: the best part about him is his wife. So um. True. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically. The phantom menace happens as you may or may not know i highly recommend um, if you're a fan of star wars to check out the phantom
0: <laughs> i will say something about padme and the phantom menace um something that i think is probably unintentional because george lucas is george lucas but may have been intentional because george lucas is george lucas is padme basically discovering <laughs> slavery and being exposed to like one of the mo- one of the more like quote-unquote like backwater planets where she is seeing all these things that don't exist on Naboo and almost having like this moment of radicalization. Like, I think that that is a really cool thing that happens in the Phantom Menace that is like her overarching sort of character journey that it's not super played up because that's not really what the movie's about, but it's a neat little thing that you're like, oh, I see how this affects how she thinks about things and how she talks about things later on.
2: And that, that is one thing that I do appreciate about the books is that um, they were like, let's dig into that and how that affected her as a person. Um, granted, yes, because she cares about Anakin, but also because she's like, I saw this and I need to free those people. And she makes it like a lifelong project and then it does become Sabé's uh, project. Um, like it has a, an impact on her and it has an impact on like her legislative choices and obviously her personal choices because then she fundamentally disagrees with Anakin on a lot of stuff. And if you look at it in the context then of like the Clone Wars, like it it actually does tie together quite well. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. Know. That's that's one thing that I do that I do like about the books is that they kind of they carry that the whole way through. Of like, did she care? Yeah, she did care the whole time. That was kind of a big impetus for her. And uh, you know, um, I think she would get along really well with Chewbacca. Did she ever meet Chewbacca?
1: <laughs> no, I don't. Oh my God, know that
2: they met. I just met everybody.
1: That makes me so sad. They would have been besties. They, they were really like... Would have. I think they were ships in the night. Because if I remember Revenge of the Sith correctly, Yoda... Does he... S- no. Yoda, Yoda goes to the Wookiees. Yoda yeah. goes to the Wookiees. Is chilling with the Wookiees. Says, bye Chewbacca. Mm, bye Chewbacca. <laughs> Later I will see you. Or whatever the fuck. And then leaves. So if he had gone with Yoda in that tiny little... <laughs> spaceship <laughs> sat yoda would have sat in his lap he could whoa he could have been there for Luke and Leia's birth you Literally. know what okay but also the what other thing Chewbacca Chew- had raised Luke and Leia?
0: then you know okay that would be kind of everything all the problems um, would be solved but also the other thing that I do want to posit is when Chewbacca was I believe Chewbacca was on Coruscant in the Clone Wars after they saved Ahsoka if I'm so sad they didn't meet Batman there because that would have been so she's like so you're hunted for sport that sucks ass and he would have been like oh. he meets leia late and he's like oh yeah i knew your mom <laughs> he's like yeah i talked to your mom like right after i'd been hunted for sport she was crazy
1: i do like the idea of chewbacca Anytime anyone gives him shit, ever is just like, "Hey, remember that one time I was hunted for fucking sport?" Anyways, (laughs) that's why everyone's. That's why you let the Wookiee win because he's gonna start bringing up the fact that he was hunted for sport. (laughs) He's like, "Oh, you're really gonna make me
2: lose after I was hunted for sport?" That behavior would also start to like rub off on like Han would do shit like this. (laughs)
0: Han's (laughs) like, "You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get mad at me after my best friend was hunted for sport."
2: My friend has been through some shit. Okay. (laughs)
0: Anyway, I don't
2: know. I'm so sorry for bringing oh, we got off. <laughs> tangent, yeah. Um, but he's he's very awesome.
0: Um and he would have been best friends with Padme.
2: Yeah. But if we're talk if we're talking about if we're talking about male characters, um <laughs> if we're talking about uh, men and we're talking about uh the Phantom Menace, I have to shout out my favorite scene in Queen's Peril. Um, so all of these books, E. K. Johnston does a great job of not only connecting them to the TV shows and the movies and the whatever, but like taking every female character who like did not get any time and being like let let me try my goddamn motherfucking best. Like she brings in everybody, but she also and so she does this thing. This happens. Fun a uh, fun fact. This is also a thing that they do in uh, the aftermath books, which is how we met Cobb Vamp. <laughs> um, which is these little interludes of like, here's all this shit that's happening with Padme and her little besties. But then here's a little side note interlude in Queen's Hope. The interludes they have a, a different voice and they're, they're very sad and very contemplative or whatever. But um, they have these little interludes that are about other characters and my favorite one, I've made a TikTok about this, um, is about Maul. Um, cause the cool thing, the cool thing about, uh, Queen's Peril is it is basically a from a certain point of view, um, about the Phantom Menace. Like it starts like right before the Phantom Menace and then covers the events of the Phantom Menace from a different point of view. So if you like things like Lost Stars or the From a Certain Point of View books, you might like that one. Um, that scene is basically Maul arriving on Naboo and then, and then I think it's the, the being like, okay, what do we do? Whatever. And he's like, don't, don't speak to me. I, I need to, I need to scope out, I need to scope out this, this, this palace and find where I'm going to have my little fight and whatever. Like he, EK Johnson made it canonical that Darth Maul tried looked for the most dramatic place to have this fight and to be fair it was also like strategic where he was like okay if I fight him over here there's not gonna be a lot of space and I can knock him over whatever and that didn't go so well for him but um like it was strategic but the way it's done is just him being so dramatic and I'm like anyway I love Darth Maul very much
1: and I just love how in these books it's like oh my god we love women and also Darth Maul that is i yeah it is Uh, that there's also a scene um i can't remember if it's in peril or shadow but it is palpatine's point of view and he's like i want to get the most fucked up evil looking statue in my fucking room right now so when the jedi come in they'll be so off put by it but they won't be able to place it because i fucking hate them i'm so evil anyways that is so fun he
2: he does it in queen's hope as well he's like
1: (laughs) i'm so fucking angry
2: I need to go find an object to like put all my lightning in mm-hmm. god damn it And you're like god I would I'd love to see all of Star Wars from Palpatine's like, frustrated man point of view.
0: dude now you guys are under you guys are understanding why Palpatine is one of my favorite Star Wars characters because I just think he's funny as shit like dude he's just evil and fucked up because he's evil and fucked up and I love that
2: I, I also have to say, like, I will say, like, one of my favorite episodes of The Clone Wars is one that, like, other people hate because it's about politics. And, of course, it's about Padme. And it's the one where, like, Padme teaches Ahsoka about politics. Basically, where where she's like, Anakin can't teach you about this. Let me, let me help you out. But at the end, it's a whole arc. And at the end of that arc is, like, this scene with Palpatine where he, like, basically looks at the camera and he's like, well played, bitch. Um, and it's kind, of, it's kind of the moment where he's like, oh... Padme's kind of, she's a little dangerous. I gotta take this bitch out. And I, I love that, I love that moment for me because you can see in the books, um, because all of these books take place before the Clone Wars TV show, of like, he has a plan to neutralize her and clearly he has a place and how she is and whatever. And like, because he knows Naboo really well. And then the, we have that moment in the TV show of him going, nah, I gotta take this bitch out. And it just, it it very much solidifies for me that, like, he, like, he had to take Anakin off the board because Anakin is, like, physically too powerful. He had to take Padme off the board because she's too fucking girl boss smart. Uh, And also has, like, people around her. Um, Much like Thrawn. Um, (laughs) Like, literally, literally, it's it's kind of like in Thrawn Treason when he's like, shit, I gotta take this motherfucker off the board. They're a little too smart. Um...
1: And it's I, I i love acknowledging when you know yeah she's just as powerful as anakin i love that also followed by this is completely off topic i'm so sorry um but you earlier mentioned af- the aftermath books and Cobb vanth being there i here's my petition i am putting my knife in the table Rabe replaces Kara Dune in the Mandalorian season three. That's powerful. She's like, "Hey Dinjar, why the fuck do you have this Nabooster? Why
0: did you fuck
1: get away from everything. me?"
0: Okay, not British Museum Dinjarin.
2: <laughs> You're done. You're done.
1: I don't know what the fuck she'd be doing. I don't know if she's even That's... alive.
2: Yeah. So a little bit of spoilers for the comics. Um, people ask like if you want to read about them. The living. The Living um, Handmaidens—they do appear in the Darth Vader 20, 2020 run and main Star Wars run. I may have led some people astray when I said Star Wars twenty twenty and not Darth Vader twenty twenty. I am a clown. Um, it's because the stories—they all interweave together, and I read them all together. Um, we can provide a reading order in the in the episode notes. Um, basically, uh, the Handmaidens do show up, and they're they're milfs. They're they're like they're middle aged, and they're milfs, and they. They try to they beat the shit out of Darth Vader. It's very powerful. Um, and there's this whole movement with these people called Amidalins, and it's it's very cool and very awesome and very Slay. Um, but we do not know what happens. Like there's there's kind of a moment of like somebody getting blown up or whatever. And We don't really know who survived that. All we know is that Sabé is alive. We don't really know about the rest of them. And I'm very concerned. I'm concerned about Tanra. I'm concerned about Yana and I think it's it's
1: Sabé, Yana, and Sashe, right? who are in that comic um, in that scene i think yane is the one who is not there i think it's irte Rabe, sache this is completely unrelated i don't know if i'm going to keep it in the podcast it has just occurred to me that the amidalans are whatever the opposite is of the obama birther movement is Stop. where they're like hey something definitely happened to padme and like vis-a-vis her the birth situation something's not adding up Oh my god! Um, I, no, I'm That's thinking so like maybe the you. maybe the descendants of the
2: Amidalans become the the people who are like truthers about uh about Leia's true true parentage because oh. <laughs> that that is a thing also in Bloodline. Fun fact: Another thing that you should read um if you're also have read the Padme books um is that people they do they just do discover that uh Leia's birth father is Darth Vader and that has some very bad political consequences for her. And I'm just imagining like the truthers
1: turning from like good to like bad birtherism <laughs> about <No. Maya. laughs> I'm just like Darth Vader no <laughs> no whoa that was really good that thank really you good.
0: damn thank you I I had it when I was in high school I had like an MLG soundboard on my phone and that was one of the sounds and I would always <laughs> play it and then imitate it I think <laughs> in case you guys didn't know I fear I might be neurodivergent
2: Actually, can you also do your Ray impression? Because I think it's really good.
0: <laughs> what do you want me to say? I can't just do it.
2: I don't know. I just listened to our solo watch, and I remember you did a really good, a really good one.
0: Thank you. I feel like it's important that I know how to do impressions because no one else on this podcast knows how. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ray Skywalker, and I'm a host of Help's Pod Race.
1: Oh shit! I know, Ray,
0: pounds- on, Ray on RuPaul's Pod Race
1: when? I do think we should move on cuz we are not even a third of the way yeah. through. We haven't even gotten to the clone wars yet. Yeah. We should so, briefly talk about Queen Shadow cuz that's when yes. she goes to Coruscant. Basically, Padme is like, "I can't be queen anymore. I'm no longer a little child. I'm an adult now." And so She's like 20.
0: <laughs> 19. She, I
1: think she's like 18 or 19. Um so yeah, basically Padme um is no longer queen and the girlies get a little house call from palpatine and he's like hey you should like totally run for the senate i think that'd be so fun um you know come on down i'll give you some pointers bye and so she does um and that's what queen shadow is basically about um we also get to unfortunately meet rush clovis uh but Deppa balaba so slay
0: i like Deppa Deba- balaba versus rush clovis cage match Deppa Balaba is, is in that
2: book and also Bria Organa is also in that book. And there there are moments between, there's a conversation between Bria Organa and uh, Padme about having children that uh, it does
1: make me weep and cry and <laughs> Yeah, scream and cry and throw up.
0: Bria and Deppa being in the same book that we really meet Rush Clovis is the epitome of the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs>
1: Which are just like in Pretty Little Liars. So I'm
0: going to mute myself.
1: Yeah, so, for anyways, a little bit. We should probably talk about yeah. the Hi. elephant the elephant, the Rush Clovis shaped elephant mm. in the room. Yeah, what's what's the summary of how she meets Rush Clovis and how that shit goes? Um they're both in the Senate and Rush Clovis is like, I'm obsessed with you, girly. You're so cool. We should hang out. And she's like, mm, I don't know about that one. Uh okay. Uh you are the only person who wants to make friends with me. All the cool kids are too busy, like, slaying so hard. Bail Organa's, like, you know, doing his own thing, whatever. I don't know if Mon Mothma's in that book. I can't remember. I don't Um, think she is. I don't think she is. Uh, I know she's in Hope, but I don't think she's in Shadow. This
2: is the book where we also see, well, because this is the first one that came out, Shadow, but this is also the book where we see the establishment of, like, Padme's relationship with Bail, which is Bail basically being like, oh, she needs a father. (laughs) <laughs> or more like a big brother kind of deal because I don't know he's what in his I feel like he's in his like 30s at that point I think he's that in his, like right. early to mid 30s and she's like 18 yeah so he's he's like oh she needs some help but but like he also sees like wow she's a girl boss and like she and she he's like oh I'd want to like it's very like a big brother Kind of, yeah. kind of relationship, and it's it's very cool. I think she tries to outwit him at one point, and I think, and they say it again in in I think Queen's Hope or whatever that like the only person who ever saw through the the shadow disguise and could tell
1: which one was which was Bale. Um, it was Bail, Qui Gon, and then I'm trying to remember. There's one other person. It's Mariak, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, Marriac right. who
2: is um, of course Coruscantaka's wife. Um, It's just, thats such a
1: slay group of people. Yeah. Yeah. At least in terms of Bale and Padme's relationship, Padme is, like, told to go to the Senate. Like, her droid is like, I'm gonna give you a tour of the Senate now. And they go to a part of the building that is, like, under construction and very dangerous because I think someone, like, programmed it to do that or some bullshit. Maybe it was Palpatine. tried to fucking kill her. Yeah, maybe it was Palpatine. I can't remember. But Bale's like... Girl, what are you doing walking around right here? Stop it. <laughs> Do you need help? And she's like, Yeah. So they become besties. And then Rush Club is like, Oh my God. Do you want to kiss about it? And Padme's like, oh, I don't know about that. And then there's this terrible earthquake and they're forced to work together and with Deppa Balaba. And then he's like, Okay, well, I guess I'll see you around. And then they don't really talk until the Clone Wars. I think oh, what's What's
2: very, powerful, what's, what's very powerful about that is um, it, she's basically having her full disclosure. I was a Capitol Hill intern when I was in college. Um, so reading this book, um, not only is uh, Padme partially confirmed to be, I believe, bisexual. Like they kind of say it in this later. It's heavily implied. It's in heavily home. implied that she is both bisexual and also demisexual. We can get into that. Um, but then she also did have her Capitol Hill intern era. There, there's a part, there's a part with Rush Clovis where he basically is like, and, and this is, it's, there's a part where he like talks about how he feels about like banking and finance and whatever. And she's like, oh God, no, a finance pro. I gotta get it. Like he basically like explains NFTs to her. She's like, I gotta get out of here.
0: (laughs) Rush Clovis has an NFT Twitter profile picture that he gets bullied for.
2: Oh, Rush Clovis is like one of those influencers on LinkedIn, but like- Ever since he was like 17.
1: Rush Clovis goes on the fucking equivalent of the Tonight Show and talks about NFTs to Star Wars Jimmy Fallon. <gasps> Rush
0: Clovis is the Gary V of Star Wars.
1: This is the part where she gets
2: the, the other handmaidens, right? Yes. Well, no, it's actually the beginning of this book because yeah. she she graduates from being queen, basically. Yeah, and, and... like,
1: I have jobs now.
2: Well, they're all like, well, we, we don't have to go with you. And they're like, shit, but we're all friends. Fuck, what do we do? And then they're like, well, I guess I need to go get a job. And then she's like, oh, shit, I need a job. And Palpatine's like, here, join my MLM. And then she gets a job, whatever. And so, like, some of them come with her. Oh, no, it's just Sabe who comes with her.
1: Yes, only Sabe comes with her. And then Sabe leaves because she has another mission, which we can talk about when we get a little later into the timeline. Yeah. Um,. um... Oh, but yeah. yeah. It, it's Dorme Corday, some other folks. Anyways, also a fun thing about the the handmaidens, their names are not all conveniently just like Padmé's name. They choose they like willingly adopt um a new name that is their birth name with the ending of a That's actually a kind of a common theme in these books
2: is like chosen names is a big thing in all of these books. So, EK Johnston brought it up to like be funny when like hey if you want to be mean to somebody who's like a toxic fan who's like Ray can't be a Skywalker you can bring up that like well she is descended from Palpatine and on Naboo canonically because I made it so people respect people's chosen names and whether that means because they are trans or or because like they have chosen name and like that starts with Padme like she chooses Amidala as her name as her permanent name because she's like, well, I still want to protect my family now that I'm staying in the public eye, and then it also becomes of like, it's also like living for Naboo and for the people becomes a part of her identity. Um, but then you have the pad the the pad maidens. Oh boy, <laughs> you have the handmaidens. Um, they choose their names, and they're like, do they want it to be permanent? And we see in the latest book, Queen's Hope, of like. You have the new handmaidens. and They're like, you don't have to do that. That was like kind of a thing that we did for with the queen, and like that's not really in vogue anymore. Like you don't really have to do that, whatever. And they're like, no, we want to because we like we like Padme, and it's like it's always about like a personal choice about names. And um, uh, oh well, and then when they introduce sister as well, there's like there's this common theme of like of of chosen of chosen names, and it's uh it's just a cool and fun thing. Um, and they're like, yeah fuck y'all on huh, Naboo we, re- we respect people's chosen names Rey is a Skywalker end of story
1: <laughs> okay I, it has just occurred to me uh, Palpatine I think is the one person who is against chosen names for a person to choose their own name he has chosen all of his apprentices <laughs> names oh my god just like RuPaul he's transphobic <laughs> <laughs>
0: help strikes again.
2: help
1: strikes again. <laughs> we have circled all the way around. Because he's like, you are Darth shittiest.
2: <laughs> Not to be, like, serious or anything, because we did make that funny little RuPaul joke or anything about, like, the whole chosen names thing, but then when you did say, like, oh, like, he, has, he chooses the names for the Sith or whatever, and, like, the whole, you know, we can get into Jedi apologism, which I can do all day, but, like, the whole thing with the Sith is, like, They don't actually provide you freedom. They are, they are, like, they say they're providing you freedom through strength, but actually they are doing things like choosing your name for you and giving you restrictions of how you can feel and blah, 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 which is what you realize, uh, what Vader slowly realizes when then he's like, nah, I gotta kill this bitch, um, and how this, that's like the Sith ideology, um, shout out to our queerness in Star Wars episode because that's like, I guess that's like a core, a core tenet of like how, certain concepts in star wars are big about queerness because it's like yeah the the bad side of the force the bad people are the people who are saying you cannot choose something for yourself and you cannot not choose your own destiny that's also fucking stupid uh have the cannot... agency
1: to like I... yes yeah. You can't Um,
2: form your own identity. Um, And I think that's why gay people really love Star Wars. Anyway, Rey
0: is a Skywalker. (laughs) No, exactly.
1: I think that is uh, actually makes it to to kind of finally go back to the full rotation is that what is what makes Rey so great is that she comes like by all means, you know, in in this terrible turn of events, she is the product of Chief Palpatine. And she's like actually fuck you you can go die actually for real for real i'm gonna go be a skywalker die mad about it bye um so yeah anyways attack of the clones (laughs) some time passes such a good film padme is like i'm a senator now it's everything's great it's been 10 years since i've seen little anakin skywalker and then he rolls up because her ship got exploded because there was a vote or something. I don't remember the beginning of Attack of the Clones. Okay, I can
0: talk about Attack of the Clones. Is
2: it one of her handmaidens dies or two die?
0: One dies.
2: Corday who dies. Corday Corday does die.
1: And
0: And Cordae also, either she wasn't wearing shoes when she stepped off of the craft or her shoes got blown off by the explosion because Padme runs over
1: and she has no shoes on. I'm like, actually that shot was directed. That was the only shot in Star Wars directed by (laughs) Quinton. Tarantino. Here's the thing
0: about politics in the prequels. I don't understand them at all, but the thing is Padme, she's a liberal <laughs> Padme. Okay. Padme is beating the other kids asses in the young Democrats club. She is like, no, you got, we are fighting, but Padme being like, okay, well, I'm going to stay for the vote because it is quite important to me. And everyone is like, girly, you need to go hide because you were literally, they are going to murder you. And she's like, okay, well, I don't agree. Jar Jar, this is up to you. Padme leaving Jar Jar in charge, I think about that a lot.
2: And I, I will say, that's another thing I do love about the books is they do keep that uh, consistent of the whole like, Padme being like, no, I have to be there, this is important. And then everyone around her being like, that is not safe. You could literally fucking die. And she's like, Die, die, bitch, And then also Jar Jar just being there Like they keep that very consistent And you're just like Because uh, I think it's in Queen's Hope where Bale has to deal with Jar Jar and you're like Oh why
0: Yeah <laughs> At that point this is another one of my Favorite scenes from Star Wars Is when Padme is packing her things to go to Nebu and Anakin's just standing in there and she's like so how do you like being a Jedi and he, or he's like he's talking about being a Jedi and she's like oh okay and he's like you know I've grown up Obi-Wan's really jealous of me and just starts like just saying shit and she's like I didn't ask that's so funny I actually didn't ask like a scene where she's like like leading up to the part where she's like I wish you wouldn't look at me like that it makes me uncomfortable like the scene leading up to that is so funny to me she
2: just had, because like, trauma dumping and she's like what the fuck i i did not invite you in here and i did not ask
0: she's like i know that they're the jedi have therapists you are simply not taking advantage of it dog
2: shout out to the high
1: republic so true also i have just realized that i feel i feel as though it was kind of a strange pair not parallel but like interesting thing In Queen's Hope, there is a scene wherein Sabe is impersonating Padme, and so she is in Padme's room very shortly after her and Anakin have been wed. And um, (laughs) Anakin busts in, and Sabe is not aware that they got married. Anakin busts in, and he's like, you're not Padme, who are you? And she's like, what the, who are you? And she's like, oh, they're
2: they're like the pointing
1: (laughs) Spider-Man. Exactly. And she's like,
2: no, no, they're, 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 um... Who the fuck are you who the fuck are you I they asked are the most first. popular girls you- in school
1: <laughs> they are the most popular girls in school and sabi's <laughs> like i'm gonna kill you with my hands and a gun you are not sleeping in this bed buddy you're not you're not seeing heaven either goodbye <laughs> i never <laughs> want to speak to you again i
2: think she literally like there is a point in that that is my favorite scene from queen's hope by far it both made me laugh and cry but it is very funny because there is a part where they do acknowledge that she is attracted to men but no you know what that might be later um when she's talking to Padme about like oh like why do you actually like him
1: and she's like I I am attracted to men but not that motherfucker (laughs) and it's very funny to me (laughs) okay my favorite part of that scene I I have it I took a screenshot of it because it made me fucking burst out laughing um Sabi's like Anakin has left and um she's getting ready the next morning she's like I had a visitor last night she said neutrally as Dorme put the finishing touches on her hair and straightened her collar oh Dorme said and then oh shit (laughs) she's like oh fuck I didn't tell I didn't tell the girlies about the issue (laughs) the issue
0: capital I (laughs)
1: Dorme Dorme
2: is one of the um the new handmaidens or or she's yes they, there's really three generations um she's gen two and she's like one of the only people who's who stays from gen two um because the other ones are dead but uh but it, she's gen two and she is canonically one of the only people i think who knows i think they kind of say like other people kind of figured it out but like she knows there's a very small list though of people in star wars who have been allowed to say a real curse word and one of them being dorme is very powerful
0: <laughs> you know what i feel like every character it is because she's played by rose burn every character played by rose Byrne is allowed is allowed to curse i think so we get i think attack of the clones is where we get probably the most like on-screen information about who padme is and like where she comes from and what her vibe is and i am obsessed with all of the cut scenes Padme has some of the best like cut scenes from the movies like the scenes that are cut of her introducing Anakin to her family where she's like yeah this is Anakin and they're like oh hmm, interesting it's so nice to meet him like I this is obsessed with that another one of my fatal flaws unfortunately and I think that Anakin and Padme may or may not have invented love And I know that there's a lot of the very, like, weird things and a lot of moments where I'm like, ooh, that is not good. But I think every time I watch Attack of the Clones and every time they get to the arena scene, like, as they're about to, like, the love confession and arena scene, every time it gets me, every single time, I'm like, maybe I don't really care about them that much. And then that scene happens, and I'm like, actually, never mind.
2: I I will say one thing about Queen's Hope was, like, yeah, I'm not a big Anakin fan. I'm a really big fan of, like, his story and the effect that he's had on other people and that part does make me sad but for him I'm like nah you you chose badly my my brother in christ um my
0: brother in christ you chose to be a Sith you, you chose, chose that my brother in christ you chose not to confide in the jedi who would have helped you
1: yeah <laughs> um d- okay fucking the mustafar confrontation separates obi-wan saying my, my brother, brother in christ, christ. Who um, used to be my brother in christ Anakin
2: <laughs> you're done um I I am not famously a fan of him even though I was in love with Hayden Christensen I was never like an Anakin stan of any kind what one thing I did like about this book was that and I think E.K. Johnson has like said it like outside as well is like she really wanted to make it clear of like that they really do love each other um and and how much of their love story and how much of their love story was like cut short and like I guess we'll have to wait for later and whatever which is heartbreaking in a whole different other way and uh, yeah I think one thing that I really liked um, about this book and I don't think everybody's gonna agree with me on this how they view this but um, it actually made their relationship look a little bit healthier almost of like they were like oh when they had disagreements about something they were like you know what that is something that we do want to talk about later or that we do want to hash out later whatever and then the heartbreak is that they never they never get to um because they are manipulated <laughs> or one of them dies. but um, well and then the other one does choose him. but you, you know yeah. there, there, there's that but there's but there is like there you could really there's an argument to be made of like not she could have fixed him but like if there hadn't been a lot of this going on I think that they could have like they could have worked a lot of things out and and been better as people I, def- I definitely think Anakin could have developed better as a person um and 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 whatever which I I don't know I really appreciated about this because I am I am famously a toxic person when you talk about (laughs) one arc of the Clone Wars the Clovis arc in season six Mm -hmm. where they make their relationship out to be really toxic and people were like oh well it had to be to show that it was falling apart and I was like yes but the way they did it in like kind of a misogyny kind of way it was very out of character for both of them, yeah. and I really hate the writing. Um, I don't want to talk about that right now because it will raise my blood pressure. Um, and I'm very toxic about it. So, but I don't know. I, I not like I'm a big oni dollar shipper, but I thought that it it did make them like, oh, they're not they're not that toxic. They're just uh, did not have the time.
0: Something else that I will say about that arc that I think Claudia and I have actually talked about this in the past. Something that I think about that arc is a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, well, I think Anakin has a lot of issues in that arc, specifically about the way he talks about things. Like the way he's like, I forbid you to do this as your husband. And to be fair, I will say, I think that that was so out of character because Anakin respects women. Like that is a tenet that we see from him over and over again. Like he, he, he was raised by Shmi Skywalker. Okay.
2: I can condone fascism but I draw the line at misogyny
0: exactly but I think like a lot of the things that rub me the wrong way about that are like the way that he talks about Padme and the way that he talks about their marriage and I think that that is Padme's issue too but what gets me is the scene where Clovis is trying to kiss Padme clearly when she is like don't fucking kiss me right now I'm not giving you my consent Anakin walks in sees his wife about to get assaulted I'm like okay I get it. He probably went a little too far, but I'm like, I get him being like, I'm gonna smack the shit out of you. Like, get actually you he did. Get- I think he should have killed him. <laughs> if it was any of Padme's handmaids, if it had been Sabe, Clovis would be dead. <laughs> like she would have killed him.
2: Anakin would have handed his lightsaber to Sabe to do it.
0: <laughs> they would have they would have they would have tag teamed Clovis and destroyed him. But I get like I think that the Clovis arc was important to show like what their relationship was, but I don't think it did them a huge service. And as an Anidala defender, this is again, I recognize that they have their issues, but I think a lot of the issue stems from the fact that like they are both being manipulated. If it was just the two of them removed from the situation, which you could say about so many things. So I realize this is not a perfect defense, but if you remove Palpatine from the situation, it would have been so much better. Cause again, the Jedi provide support, but Palpatine manipulated Anakin away from using those supports and away from confiding in his fellow Jedi who would have been able to provide guidance and help. And I think that that is a lot of the case with like with Padme as well is because they had to keep this relationship a secret because of her status as a senator. Like there are so many things that could have been done had their relationship been able to be public or at the very least didn't have to be as covert as it was that could have made it a lot easier and made it a lot healthier. And I think that from what I know of Queen's Hope, because I haven't read it yet, what I know of Queen's Hope, it kind of shows that. And you can tell from the interaction that they have that it's like, oh, they're actually if you take everything else away, they are two normal people who could probably make it work.
2: I think that's kind of the the thesis of the book. And that's why it's so sad. Um, The other thesis of the book is the breakup between Sabe and, and Padme. Um, but also, you were talking about um, like that they could have worked it out and it like supports and whatever. It does make me think of Ahsoka, who... E.K. Johnson has talked about how she would have loved to have a book where Padme and Ahsoka uh, interact, but because Ahsoka is now being in a TV show, she is firmly off limits to talk about any, any written material. And so that's why she was like, okay, then I want to set this at the beginning of the Clone Wars before Anakin uh, meets Ahsoka. We were talking earlier about... Uh, Palpatine kind of, like, seeing, like, oh, Padme has a threat and I need to take her off the board. That eventually also happens with Ahsoka. She's a threat to getting Anakin off the board. I need to get her off the board. And uh, I am, I famously always say, like, the few times that Ahsoka and Padme work together, they are the most competent people in the entire galaxy. And if they had worked together more... Palpatine would be fucking toast and I think he saw that um but the interesting thing is like they're if you're you're paralleling their relationships with Anakin um and like one thing that happens is like in that early arc Ahsoka uh, like Padme teaches Ahsoka about politics and that informs that informs Ahsoka politically for a long time and I think a lot of people have been talking about like what's Padme's legacy and like and am like I always wish that like they acknowledged more of like that the rebellion was a lot built on her. I mean, in a deleted scene in revenge of the Sith, like she's a part of like establishing what becomes the rebellion that Bail and Mon work on and all that, whatever. But like her legacy is politically teaching Ahsoka, who then forms the fulcrum program and helps make the rebellion and is a really big deal. <laughs> um, and obviously birthing Leia um, and being Bale Organa's friend who then makes Leia who she is as well. But she's also a big part of who Ahsoka is. Um, But she also is a big part of, like, she also has that influence on Anakin. And we see it a little bit. We see it in the books. um, We see it a little bit in the movies or whatever. And we see it actually in the TV shows, whatever, of, like, he'll say something politically, like, not great. um, And she'll be like, hey, what if he said or thought this instead? And he's like, hmm, if anybody else said this, I wouldn't believe it, But because it's Padme, I'll hear you out. And like, and you're like, you know, if, if if they had had some time and not been influenced by Palpatine and whatever, like, I, I I do think that she would have also been able to ideologically influence him because she did do that to other people and in a very positive manner. Again, another reason that Palpatine might want to take her off the board because he's like, huh, I I can't bring Anakin down the alt right pipeline if he has a wife who has a brain cell. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a li- that's a little bit of it um anyway i do wish ahsoka had been in this book
1: <laughs> yeah that kind of leads us into the, the clone wars and padme um and trying to think of like because they she's in a quite a number of episodes but like if we had to like say like what we feel like an essential episode is for her i think obviously like the the ahsoka um and her it's like Political that, Sesame Street moment.
2: Is that the one where they go to Alderaan, or is that a different? Is that a they don't episode? go
1: to the. Uh, they never go to Alderaan.
2: They do. They do go to Alderaan. I don't think so. Yeah, they do. There's, that's there's... the one where she's
0: gonna get assassinated by Orus Sing.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's but that's the uh, that's the Ahsoka parallel episode to Revenge of the Sith, where Ahsoka has visions of Padme dying, just like Anakin has visions of Padme dying, except for that Ahsoka is like. Yoda, what do I do? A a friend of mine is dying, and he's like, "Who's your friend?" And she's like, "It's Padme." And they're like, "Yeah, obviously, we all know that Anakin is with Padme, and that you're his Padawan. We all know." Um, But (laughs) she's like, "It's Pad, like it's Padme. Like, what do I do?" And then they tell her, like, "Well, the future isn't like what it seems." And she's like, "Okay, then I'm gonna go with Padme. I'm gonna figure it out." And that's like a that's like a teaching moment episode for Ahsoka to like learn about how visions work and like. Um, which Ezra has one of those as well whatever but it's it's supposed to be a, it's a direct parallel I mean with shots to uh to uh Anakin and they go to Aldron. that's also one where they play Leia's theme when they land and whatever and I'm like oh I'm not okay I'm not well and like that's also the one where um there's a parallel of um where Padme says like if you strike me down I'll only become stronger or whatever which is a parallel to obi-wan and then to Luke in the last Jedi uh, and you're like, damn, shit, okay,
0: I'm going to cry. Anyway, that's a really good episode. And I can't remember if it's one episode or like an arc. Yeah, the last Padme maybe scene that I want to talk about, I think that there's a lot of stuff she does in Revenge of the Sith that is very girl boss. Um, some of her looks, such as her, her nightgown with pearls on it, iconic. Um, But one thing that I did want to talk about is like the deleted scenes of Padme, once again, which continue to be some of my favorite moments. There's a couple. One is the deleted scene of her and Mon and Bale talking about forming the rebellion. But there's another scene of her giving like a speech to the Senate. And it's just, she is a girl boss. Padme has this command of words and we see it in the Clone Wars is where Padme as is almost like a figurehead for this movement. And that's, I think how a lot of people see her is like, she is the, she is the example. She is the moment. She is the one who is leading the anti-war sort of effort. But It's not just that she is at the forefront. She is not at the forefront just visually. She is at the forefront in words as well. Like, she has this command over people. And that is why Palpatine was like, we can only have one bitch here and you cannot be it.
2: Yeah, I think there's multiple times where, like, Bail Organa is, like, he's a favorite in the Senate and everyone listens to him and whatever. And, like, I think in the Clone Wars or whatever, like, he can't give a speech and then she has to do it and she's like oh shit okay I'm a junior senator but I guess. What Ollie said is also something that regularly makes me angry about Star Wars is they talk a lot about the Leia iconography and how she becomes like an icon and a figurehead for the rebellion which is on purpose like the Empire makes her that because they're like look what happened to Alderaan look at their lost princess and what she did and if you do that then we'll do that to you and so like she becomes a figurehead kind of on purpose. Um, And she has to take that role and what that means. What does make me angry is like, yeah, Padme was like, she was pretty big. A pretty big figurehead for for all this. And then eventually helps form the Rebellion and whatever. And her influence is just like erased completely. And it's not erased in the terms of like the Empire erased it on purpose. And that's something that we're going to talk about in Star Wars, because they tried to erase a lot of things. They, we were seeing in the Bad Batch now, like, they erased the existence of the clones. They actively erased the Jedi. But about Padme, we we never addressed that. And that would be cool if it was like, yeah, if you were, if you were, you know, a loyalist to her or whatever, like, or if you talked about her or whatever, like, it was dead on arrival. They kind of have started to address that with the Amidalans and, um, sabe's little squad um in the vader comics which i think is cool um but it's very localized just naboo and i feel like i don't know personally if i gonna like rewrite sourly now. um (laughs) um i would very much you know there's a lot of like rebellion iconography and i feel like she would be one of those people i know there's like a little side story a little side comic of like bale and bria used to like tell Leia stories about padme and that kind of thing but i feel like I don't know she would be a big historical figure and a big person and I feel like you know she would become kind of a thing and it's it's also it also sucks because like when you read bloodline later or whatever like people everybody knows who Darth Vader is they all know and he and it wasn't like he was like used as propaganda or whatever like everybody just knew him because he would just like show up and be scary uh it wasn't like the empire tried to disseminate information about him and you know then they have like weird Darth Vader fan p- fanboys and stuff like that so I don't know I just wish that like she became some kind of underground symbol like you know where's Sa- where's Sabine's uh like underground like Padme graffiti art like where is it I just want to know
0: Padme stands. Sabine is something that can be so personal exactly. that's very epic
2: well because Sabine and her dad they're really into art and they're really into history oh my god the <laughs>
0: Don't bring up the blue man right now. I see it at the tip of your tongue.
2: We should bring up the blue man because he met Padme. That is true. We should talk about Thrawn Alliances for one second.
0: Okay. I will say Thrawn Alliances, unfortunately, is my favorite Thrawn book. Um, I will say about Padme in that I do love her being like, I want to take shit into my own hands. Like That is a perfect example of Padme being like, you know what? I'm tired of just being like, okay, yeah, like I have to stay here and- do stuff for the Senate. Like, that's cool. And it's my job, but I got to get my boots on the ground every so often. And like, that I think is a great example of Padme being like, I am so uncomfortable. Like she basically has to sit in like, like so such hot temperatures and like this nasty boat for like days. She's like, I don't care if I'm going to be uncomfortable. I got shit to do and I'm going to get it done. And that is what she does in Thrawn Alliances. That's and funny. then immediately after, I do believe that is when Luke and Leia are conceived. She says, "I've yeah. been sitting in a in a hot metal boat all day. No, we're done, Anakin. We gotta yeah. go."
2: Yeah, I well, that that's also. I really like that book because obviously I already knew like the characterization of Padme in the Padme books, and I feel like Timothy Zahn. Not only does he accidentally make everything gay, but he can really write a girl boss um, just out the water. And he, I, I, he really respected Padme in that book. Um, and if there's one thing you can say about Thrawn, he surrounds himself with girl bosses and he respects a girl boss. And so like he meets Anakin. He's like, oh my God, you're the biggest idiot. And then he like meets Anakin and then he meets Padme and he's like, now that's a real, that's a real person who knows their shit. Okay. New theory. He was, he was kind of being like, oh, what's this Republic thing? Like, can they help us? Whatever. And he was like, oh, Anakin, no. He met Padme. She was so capable, whatever, that that is why he goes back to the Chiss ascendancy and is like, you know, maybe the Republic can help us. Um, the whole reason that Thrawn, uh, bombs hall is because Padme is just really capable.
0: <laughs> wow. Fuck Padme, am I right, guys?
1: So, yeah. Obviously, then we get into Revenge of the Sith, and the events of that film happen. Oof. Um, if you're curious more about the legacy of Padme, um, I highly recommend checking out Fulcrum Transmission's Boss of the Week episode on Sabe. I was on, and we talked a little bit about what Sabe, who is, um, you know, the, the quote-unquote queen shadow, um what she gets up to in the time after. Um, It was a really fun little experience. I highly recommend listening to Fulcrum Transmissions in general. But yeah, let's get into Q&A's, shall we? Morgan, aka Beaker Barnes on Twitter, asks, If Padme hadn't gone into government, what art do we think that she would have done? I know EK Johnston responded to this tweet saying she'd be an orator. However, I would like to argue. I think she's a whittler. That's powerful.
2: I I responded to E.K. Johnson and I said, like, oh, she'd be an order or whatever. I think she would be, like, the founder of TED Talks.
0: I tend to agree. Um, I think the idea of her doing, like, okay. Like, I don't think this is what she would do canonically. But I do like the idea of her being, like, okay, I have done my time as the queen. um, Or I've done my time. Like, I've been working in politics all my life. I'm just going to, like, go be a recluse and, like, just make a bunch of random around-the-house crafts.
1: Oh, it's
2: like poetry rhyme, just like her son.
0: <laughs> she is literally, that is my thought, is that she is going and doing rant she is getting really good at like repairing like random around the house stuff. That is oh, my Padme headcanon. And I can
2: would still they would they would
0: really still get along. They are they are cottage core realness.
1: Tom at Tom the Fanboy on Twitter asks, least favorite Padme look? Which I have my answer. Ready, locked and loaded. The mm-hmm. cut padme faux lock moment what the fuck was that cringe like (laughs) the aesthetic of the amidala like look is already heavily rooted in like mongolian like traditional wear not great however just blatantly wearing faux locks on (laughs) natalie portman's pale pale face is just a lot and also what sucks is that
2: and I've seen like fan editors say this is that like that scene is also a really cool and powerful Padme scene, but you like you cannot concentrate on it because it is the worst fucking. It is horrible. Hey, you know that
0: you know that Palpatine was like, no, you should wear that look. That wig, that look looks great on you. I think Padme you should do it. And she's like, are you sure? It feels I'm kind of appropriative. Her- and he's like, no, 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 you should do it. He's trying to get her canceled. Exactly.
1: <laughs> he's trying to get her canceled on the
0: HoloNet. And when that doesn't work, he's like, well, fuck. I guess I got to kill her. I would also posit the outfit that I, I love the outfit, but I hate the hair is the one, um, that she wears a lot in the clone wars. That is basically, um, that gives her like the, almost like the crown with like the extended head. the cone And hair? I'm like, it's, I'm like, I love the outfit. I love the idea, but the hair texture girly, what is that? Yeah. Um, let me also say, um, uh, meeks at fangirl meeks on Instagram and TikTok asked, uh, our top three Padme looks, which I think might be nice to answer now. Um, Unfortunately, I do think that she is iconic in almost all of them, and I don't want to take up too much time, but I will say my number one look is the is the lake dress. Yeah, not obviously. not the not the ombre one, but like the yellow dress that she is wearing out in the field when she and Anakin are having their little date. I am obsessed with that dress. I think about that dress all the time. And I will say I think like the lake house dress is probably my second with the ombre yellow and pink. those are my two padme looks that i'm obsessed with i'm gonna
2: go lake house dress and then the little black ensemble i'm like you brought that with you just to be in hiding that is such a that is such a slit like you know what absolutely you know what and it's like it had it has like it has hair and makeup involved she like doesn't have her handmaidens with her i was like okay that is such
1: a look i feared that the biggest padme slay in my opinion is in the Phantom Menace, and it is the outfit she wears on Tatooine. I think it's the biggest lay. The fact that she is wearing so many layers and it is so hot out, and she's like, damn, slavery is real, and I'm wearing about 10 layers right now? That shit is crazy. Anyways.
0: I will say one other look that I did forget is also from the Phantom Menace. It is from the teenager with a gun scene where she has that little red number on. Slay. That is also a slight, not like the not like the ceremonial garb, but like the little out, like the outfit that's like the dress down version of that. Love that.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know what? The outfit that she's wearing again. Why did you bring this with you? Um, the little uh blue crop top and bell bottom pants number that she's wearing at uh, uh at. Anakin's parents' house, and you're a like, Lars homestead. Yeah, that she like wears to his mother's funeral. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the crop top at the mom's funeral is so funny. I love the idea of Padme walking in and Baru is like, "Okay, bitch. Like, what are you doing?" She's like,
1: "Okay, serve." I hate to go back to this. We should have done this at the beginning of the podcast everyone quickly what is our handmaiden names and what are we bringing to the girl boss avengers
0: i have a couple things so if you were to use my name ollie and you were going to go like ole you could do that but i also like my full name which is olivia Leve, i think is very cute or leave, i think that's very fun i feel like that might be what i would go with um because like sabe she chose like the middle of her name um and i think that the thing i could probably bring is like someone who can play fun little shanties on an instrument. I am I play a lot of different instruments, um, not all necessarily well, but enough that I can pluck through a couple songs. And I don't think that Padme has that in her court. I think she needs someone who's like, hey guys, let's raise morale. And I think I could do that. And impressions, those are the things I bring.
1: Um, I answered this on Fulcrum Transmissions. My name would be Vinay. Um, if you don't know the deep lore about my name, my full name is Melvin, so there's that and then of course my skill that i am bringing to the table motivational interviewing um that and or uh trauma-based uh relational interventions i am certified in tbri so
0: if we're just going on things we're if we're just going on things we're certified on like i could be like my thing i'm bringing is that i can carry narcan like (laughs)
1: listen we need a handmaiden to carry narcan like
0: I'm just saying, in case anyone has any issues with with um with drugs, I'm ready. I just have to run to CBS and pick it up.
2: Not to not to bring up Thrawn again, but we all did mention picking the middle of our names, just like how Sabé did, which is just like Chiss naming conventions. Again, I think <sighs> Claudia's Sabe- gonna
0: Claudia's the skill that she's gonna bring to Padme's court <laughs> is too much knowledge about Thrawn.
2: No, but here's the thing: is that I just think that like the parallels between like you know your handmaiden name and your Chiss name. I just want to think about that. Um, I think it's very Yas it's very yes and very Slay. Um, I don't remember what I chose as my Chis name. And oh, my handmaiden name. OK, my name on <laughs> my name on Zoom right now is Yas and Padme <laughs> um, instead of Yas and Slay, obviously, because Yase I think, is <laughs> I OK, what about no, but where slay. is that?
0: Where is that in your name? It's not. I just think it's funny. <laughs> Um, I mean I guess
1: she, I think her name is DA.
0: No. That makes me sound like Laude.
1: Gino. You're done. You're done. Laude is cute. No, you're done. You're done.
0: We're just you're trying Cloud to help. a
1: okay. <laughs> Cloud a with a chance of meatballs.
0: <laughs> I don't care what you say after this, that's what I'm calling you. I'm just like I'm just like uh, like uh Darth Sidious and then I'm giving you this name. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know what my my hand-made superpower, I guess. I mean, for a living, I work in social media. So, you know, um, I'm the propaganda girly.
1: (laughs) I'm scanning news feeds. The head of censorship and mind control. (laughs) Yes,
2: exactly. It's a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend reference for those of you listening. Um, It was a popular sound on TikTok. Um,
0: The last question that we're going to do is still from at fangirlmex on Instagram and TikTok and they ask do you have a favorite Padme speech or line of dialogue and i think that there are a lot of iconic padme lines like of course she's padme um but one that i really like that i always remember is not necessarily like some iconic line um but i think it's one of the first ones that really gives us an in-depth look into her character and it is from attack of the clones It is the part when they are on the ship to go back to Naboo and Anakin is like, well, tell me, did you dream of power and politics when you were a little girl? And she says, no, that was the last thing I thought of. My dream was to help in the refugee relief movement. I never thought of running for elected office, but the more history I studied, the more I realized how much good politicians could do. When I was eight, I joined the apprentice legislators. Then, then later On became a senatorial advisor with such a passion that before I knew it, I was elected queen, partly because I scored so high on my education certificate. But for the most part, it was my conviction that reform was possible. It wasn't that I wasn't the youngest queen ever elected, but now that I think back on it, I'm not sure I was old enough. I'm not sure I was ready. And then Anakin is like, You're pretty good. And then she talks a little bit about like the nature of democracy. And I think about this line a lot because. A lot of the time we talk about Padme and I think people talk about Padme and like, oh, she was this young. It's crazy that she was this young queen and that she did all this. And it shows like her being that young was not unprecedented, but her tenacity and her ability and her skill and her dedication to doing good. She was like, I want to help refugees. I want to help people who are suffering. And this is the best way that I found to do it. It is truly altruistic. And I think it's one of the deepest, like, at least live action moments that we get to see, like, who Padme is at her core and why she does what she does. And I just, I think about this a lot. And I think about this scene a lot.
2: She had a lot of good ones in the Clone Wars that I'm forgetting. And she has a couple of actually kind of funny ones in the books that, again, I am forgetting. The overall thesis of my favorite ones of hers, like, this is how democracy dies with thunderous applause, or like aggressive negotiations, or um, to be angry is to be human. Although in that case, she's comforting him after he's doing a doing a genocide. You're like, girlie, why are you saying that? Um, out of context, it's a great line. Um, in context, fucking terrible. Some of her best lines. Uh, and uh, what if the democracy we thought we were serving no longer exists? Are they're they're very um. <laughs> I don't know. I love them very much because it's, it's very much of, like, I love characters in Star Wars who are, like, kind of the only people around who get it. Like, that's why I love Sagarera Um, That's why I love uh, – Who have we mentioned who are, like – Satine actually has a couple moments like that. Um, we said Sagarera Um Satine and the Bendu
0: is what we said, didn't we? Oh, no. Um... The three most raw people who get it.
2: Tadme has a lot of moments like that. Um where she's kind of like, mm, actually, mm, fuck it, no. Um, and I think that's also why Bell likes her. Where he's like, yeah, I think you know, talking it out and and you know, finding a, a middle solution is good. Um, and then at some point, we have to whip some ass. And <laughs> and I think that's very powerful. And and uh, and uh, she's also you see this in the Clone Wars a lot of her being like, hmm, maybe this ain't so great. And again, that is also why. Palpatine is like, hmm, this bitch has to go.
1: I believe it is in Revenge of the Sith. There is a line where she is talking about the lake on Naboo. And how she says Naboo scratches a really important part of my brain. Um, That is my favorite line of these. I don't remember the full line. I just know that she says Naboo. <laughs> it's so much. Um, So. We haven't uh been able to
2: sit down for a little bit, so... We're going to play our favorite game, Name That Ship, which is where um, we find or are sent um, interesting fan fictions that uh, can be found on the archive of our own involving Star Wars characters, and we make uh, the rest of our hosts guess who are the characters in the ship because Star Wars is full of such a wealth of characters. This is all for fun. This is not to make fun of anybody. Um, this is a celebration of the art of fanfiction and the absolute batshittedness that it can get to. Um, so please do not go and find these fanfictions, um, and these authors, um, unless you want to like give them kudos and tell them, um, how awesome and cool they are, obviously then you should. Um, but otherwise please do not. Um, so I would like to start today cause mine is on theme. Um,
0: Is it a submission?
2: This one was sent to me. um, I don't believe it was sent to me in the form that we have. It was sent to me by a friend, and I didn't write it down. So whoever sent this one to me, I am so sorry. Might have been Morgan. I'm not sure. The relationships are character A slash character B, Padme, and character B, Padme slash character C, character D slash character E, and character D and character B
0: is one thrawn
2: no Buck. the characters the characters are uh character b character a padme it's a couple characters and padme um additional tags: soulmate identifying marks canon typical violence casual violence banter getting together slavery death watch pro jedi character b and padme are friends but their brain cells are incredibly allergic to each other Put them in the same room and just
0: watch the common sense plummet.
2: Humor, uh, it's in a collection called uh, "Character B Rare Pairs Week."
0: Is one of them Ahsoka?
2: No, she is not in this fiction.
0: Oh my god, just like in Queen's Hope.
2: The title, yeah, <laughs> the title is "In Which Character B's Soulmate Is a Lot Like Him, But More and Worse." And the summary is. When you, a violent asshole, meet your soulmate, another violent asshole, and you both proceed to be violent assholes at each other instead of together in a new direction. Maul. He is not in this.
1: Oh,
0: Anakin?
2: Anakin is character B.
0: (gasps) who? Get away from Anakin. He is not a violent (laughs) asshole. He's just a little guy. He is Darth Vader. Okay, but pre-Vaderfication? I mean, he kind (laughs) of is a little vindictive. I mean, yeah, but quickly
2: um because he blacks out
0: and commits atrocities
2: because because palpatine um is rupaul does that mean that um anakin becoming vader is Yossification? quickly yes
0: yes unfortunately <laughs> um okay so it's not so it's anakin and someone else is this uh, someone else a man no is it it's not padme no Bo- Is Bo- it ventress
2: she's in this fic but it's not her
1: Bo, Bo- tancris
2: it is Bo- T-
1: <laughs> what up
0: Anakin <laughs> Bo-Katan
2: <laughs> It's Anakin Bo Bokatan.
0: Um, oh my god. And
2: then Pad- Ankatan? Uh, then
0: Padme and then Padme
2: Padman and Anakin. And then Did Padme- you just say Padme. So- sorry, Padme slash Assage Ventress. So you didn't <gasps> guess her. Okay.
0: <laughs> Holy shit.
2: You didn't guess the last two characters. Is it Obi-Wan? Uh-huh. Is it Bale? No. Damn it!
1: Is it Cody? No. Savage Press. No. Fen Rao? No. <laughs> Damn it. It's, it's um, actually not that hard. Is it a man? No.
0: Uh, no. no. Is it Satine? Satine. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So it's um, it's everyone.
1: It's a teen and Bo-Katan. And Anakin.
0: That's like that is like those that when you
1: see it's like oh, twins got married to other twins. <laughs> what the fucking seven bro, seven brides for seven brothers. What the fuck?
2: Yeah. Um. So the first sentence is Anakin has a soul mark. Not everyone does, but enough to do that it's a known thing. A little over half of people have one. His mom doesn't have a soul mark, and that's normal too. And
0: that's there. a lot. I mean,
2: it's that's it's pretty in depth soul mark stuff um but yeah it's uh it's yeah Anakin um Padme Asajj Ventress is just kind of thrown in there
0: that is like they're like <laughs> oh also just so you know
2: yeah um
0: this, that shit is crazy it's
2: only one chapter uh I feel like this all that can, all of that cannot fit in there um I feel like I need to read this to, to find out the context of Asajj Ventress.
0: <laughs> Asajj Ventress slash Padme. Yeah, I'm like, that is the thing in the, I am the most interested in in this. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if I like it, but I want to know more about it.
2: Yeah. So I can't believe you just one shot. Mel, was this because you had already seen this? No. I, oh. may, I
1: may be a hunter, but I I did not find her before. Damn. Call you. Call.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry call you dean winchester because it seems like you missed one
1: i don't know what that means and i'm happy that i don't are you all ready for my fan fiction i am bringing to the table terrified i'm
0: very excited never been more ready
1: i here's the thing i don't think you'll ever be able to guess it oh boy it's gonna come at you fast but life is gonna come at you faster relationships in this are character a character b character a character b character c character a character c character b character c Additional tags are Attack of the Clones AU, polyamory, fix it, minor character death, bittersweet ending. So
0: is okay, her... uh, Padme. No. Damn it.
2: Is one of them Anakin, Obi Wan? No.
1: Obi Wan Kenobi is involved.
0: Is Cody there? Cody. No.
1: Sid. No. Bail. Ven- Ventress. No. Is no. this
0: okay? We have to, Claudia. We need to. We need to coordinate because I feel like we forgot how to play Name That Ship. It's yeah. been so long. Is it's, it a man or
1: a woman? That's a great question. There's two people still with Okay. So, I can't sorry. so this is
0: a polycule including Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes.
1: And one is a man and one is a woman? Perhaps.
0: Okay. Is one gender non-conforming? no, no, they're, they're both Can't them Psy! <laughs> can't them Obi Wan slash Tarek slash No. No. And it's um, it's a V shaped polycule with yeah, Obi Wan mm-hmm, in the middle. Mm-hmm, God, yeah. don't don't okay, come did, at me. Okay.
2: So car- let's talk about character character B. Are these character char- okay. Are these characters, or is one of these characters? Do they regularly interact with Obi Wan? Do we know them
1: as someone who interacts with Obi
0: Wan? No. Are they around the same time period? Have they met?
1: Um. Yes, they have. Why was my thought? Why was my thought? Embo. Mm. Bail Organa. No. Jedi. Jedi or Sith. Not we don't Jedi know. or Sith.
0: We don't know if they know Obi Wan, correct? They do, or at know least it's Obi- not
1: like they do know Obi Wan. And I know for a fact that they have met once. Is Thrawn? it
0: Bocatan Kreeze?
1: Not Bocatan. Not Thrawn. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know, two best friends, Thrawn and Obi Wan. They Obi-Wan. hang out all the time. Obi Wan, <laughs> Obi Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay we need to stop we need to stop bringing him up okay so there's a is it a one man and one woman yes okay uh, bounty hunters um, no and they're not jedi or sith no senators nope. nope bounty hunters is a hondo nope no,
2: we said no bounty here oh hondo nope. nope no pirates no pirates are they, are they human <sighs> yes both of them are human yes.
0: damn it this is so hard ax <laughs>
1: in? did they appear no. in the clone wars tv show one of the i think mo i know for a fact one of them does i'm not sure about the other one does the
0: do they do they appear in
1: the bad batch no do they do they originate in rebels no so
2: they originated from books or comics
1: no are Are they from the movies
2: yes (laughs) is it (laughs) grito no um do they originate from the prequel movies yes
1: dex 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 is in this but not in the ship Shit. uh
0: when are we gonna get an influx of dex obi-wan so true When is that happening it's when is gonna dex happen y- it's gonna
2: happen when the obi-wan series drops um oh is it is it
1: um owen and, and brew no it is not
0: no it's someone who's in the in the
1: prequel movies
0: are yes. they are they you in attack we- of the clones
1: they are in attack of the clones um is it Django? are they no clones? no okay what i will say is that this is what makes it to me padme adjacent not obi-wan Sabe? No. Sabe slash Obi-Wan is so troubling. korsh No.
0: The, okay, but that, now you're onto something.
1: I'm, Obi-Wan, Korsh-Banaka? Right, you are in the right headspace.
0: Um, is the man related to Padme,
1: probably? Or is the woman? Both of them are related to Padme. Not like blood related Is it to her parents? parents? No, it is not blood related to Padme. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Eric slash Obi-Wan. laughs>
0: and like he's being like, listen, just because I'm your new stepdad doesn't mean that our friendship
1: has to change. <laughs> That's a lot. Um
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like
1: people who ban my nose. Are they a senator? No. Rush Clovis? No, they are in, <laughs> they are in Attack of the Clones. They are both in Green's Hope.
2: Both in Green's Hope.
1: I- is <laughs> one Braille or Gun? No.
2: No, they're not the Organas, and they're not the Panacas.
1: Typo? (gasps) Yes, Gregor Typo is one of them.
2: (gasps) Wait, so Typo, who's the woman? (laughs) Who is Gregor? Is it one of the handmaidens?
1: Yes, it is. Oh,
2: is
0: it? Is it? Is it Dorme? Yes, is it, Cor- it is. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck Dorm- up. Dorme, Dorme, Dorm- 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 Typho, Obi Wan. O- Listen, that's what they were up to before Obi Wan left to go find Kamino, and after oh, Anakin true. and Padme had gone to Naboo. Oh, so they do, they do
2: imply in Queen's Hope. I I do, do. Do they imply Dorme and Typho are a
1: thing? I can't remember. I can't remember. I I, I want like to say do? yes. I want to um, say yes. that's really? fucking th- okay that's kind of that is actually quite powerful it's <laughs> I think that's awesome. very funny it's like...
0: what is the what is Obsess- the plot of this can
1: you tell us a summary um, protecting Dorme acting as Padme's decoy and investigating the would-be assassin with Captain Typho in the day and learning more about some of some interesting Naboo ideas about love in the nights Obi-Wan is certainly having an interesting time on Coruscant while Anakin is busy flirting with Padme on Naboo Oh
0: my god, Obi Hey, I like that it just feels like Obi Wan just gets swept up in this. Like he's like, "Dang, this is my first time that Anakin hasn't been around in like ten years."
1: Exactly.
0: And, and like... Typho like like goes past him and touches his lower back, and Obi Wan's like, "Hey, sorry, <laughs> well, I just they, haven't had any action for a while."
2: They literally, they literally did the "Hi, we saw you across the bar." <laughs> <laughs>
1: We saw you across the Senate building. <laughs> <laughs> Spend some time with us. Thank you so much for joining us this week for Rupalp's Pod Race. Episodes usually drop on Sundays. For updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at Rupalp's Podrace on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you really love the show, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast. It means a lot to us. May the Force be with you, and don't griff it up. Also, we're going bi-monthly. <laughs> I will find a way to put that in somewhere. It's okay. It, it's, it's okay. We, can, we can just put that on social media. Waka waka. <laughs>